Hey y'all, welcome back to Bones of the Story. I'm so excited to be back in the recording studio with Misty. And we are recording season two today. And what we are doing for this season, we wanted to give you guys a little heads up on, is we are going to be doing a mix of romanticy books along with our dark romance. We wanted to bring in some new elements, some new books to just kind of encourage you guys to step outside of your comfort zone make a mystery read things that I like as well while she tortures <laughs> me with all these dark romance reads back to back. <laughs> but we will be bringing you all kinds of fun things this season. So let's dive into this episode where we chat through what romanticy is. That was beautiful. Thanks. Just like your soul, Jen. <laughs> Aww. Okay, so today we're going to talk about romanticy, the genre, or the subgenre of romance. And according to Urban Dictionary, it defines romanticy as a name that's a hybrid between a fantasy and a romance novel. <laughs> Just the most ridiculous definition, if not accurate, I've ever read. <laughs> like, <laughs> you asked a direct question, it gave you a direct answer. It's a hybrid between fantasy and romance. That's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We did some research and we pulled things from different elements. And so I figured it would probably be best to like break up a fantasy novel and like urban fantasy. I didn't go into like epic fantasy and then like romance and then kind of mash them together. So from our research, a fantasy novel with a romance is a story where the romance is a subplot where the fantasy is larger than the romance and extends beyond the romance, which I can agree with that. Yeah, for sure. But according to RWA, there are two definitions for just a romance novel. You have the romance novel that has a central love story, and then you have one that has an emotionally satisfying and optimistic ending, which I don't understand what the difference is, but okay. So... A romance with a central love story is that means that the main plot centers around individuals falling in love and struggling to make the relationship work. And then a writer can include as many subplots as they want, as long as this love story is the main focus of the novel. And then the second one is with the emotional, satisfying, optimistic ending is a romance. The lovers who risk and struggle for each other and their relationship are rewarded with emotional justice and unconditional love. So I don't know how any of the, well, I hope those will help us come up with a better definition of what romanticy is. Yeah, I feel like the second one isn't, mm -mm. I don't feel like it does the definition justice. I mean, and I, and I feel like you, obviously you have romanticy and I feel like with that for me anyway, like that's where the focus is largely on the relationship going through whatever the plot is, right? So you mm -hmm. see a lot of their point of view. There's not, in my opinion, there's not like multiple point of views throughout the book or series or whatever. Like, I feel like the best, and I'm such a basic white girl sometimes, I feel like, or like maybe like a basic book talk girl, like whatever you want to call it. But like, I feel like one of the best, representations of both in my humble opinion is throne of glass is very plot driven mm -hmm. like 
you have the romance stories, but like for the most part, it is a plot driven series. Again, my opinion. Whereas Akatar, especially the first three books, is largely surrounding this the love story, the development of Feyre's relationship. I agree. Those are the best two examples. And I think a good foundation moving forward. Yeah, Throne of Glass is definitely plot. And so it's more that's fantasy with a romance story, whereas an Akatar yeah. is a romanticy because it is about the love story and it's just in a fantasy setting. So yeah, that's exactly I had a train of thought and I lost it. Like it was like literally there and then it just went poof. Nope. You don't get this thought today. Somebody <laughs> else stole it. <laughs> it was going to be epic. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so we can use those two as a foundation. And then in my little key notes, I have equal balance of romance and fantasy, but I don't know if that's accurate based on the two book, the two series that we have a foundation. Do you think that that is or no? Yeah, I mean, I think that even if it's an equal balance, I still feel like it's romanticy. I feel okay. So another, I again, and this isn't a series that you've read, but like I feel like Faye Isles does mm-hmm. a really good job of balancing the relationship and also the plot. Like okay. the world is growing. There's a lot of character development. There's a lot of like the magic system evolves every single book. Plus the relationship evolves every single book, which again, maybe why I'm, I'm loving this series as much as I have because you're, you're getting both where I love Akatar. Like it's the very first series that I got back, like got me back into reading. Mm-hmm. And I just, I have a, until Faye Isles, I hadn't found anything that like gave me the same feels as Akatar did. Okay. Does whatever. No, no, no. I think that's good. I know. I'll finish that that book one day. I was just mm-hmm. thinking about it last night. No, I looked at it and I was like, huh, I'm like forty percent of the way through book one. Should I like read another chapter for bed or should I start this new mafia romance? And guess which one? And I then picked? she started the new mafia romance. <laughs> I, did. I didn't even need you to finish the sentence because I know what one you went with. <laughs> it's like it's the 17 book series and like I've just been I'm on like book six. I think I've just been to five or six. I've been devouring them. I don't know if I'm going to read all 17 of them. That's probably a lie. I probably will. But we're going to be optimistic. Anyways. Okay. So back to defining romanticy. So we're going to define romanticy as a fantasy novel. That the main story is the romance and the setting and the world building and like the magic is secondary. Something to that effect? Yeah, I would say secondary or equal to. Okay. Secondary or equal to. I don't know. My favorite fantasy subgenre, just to throw this out there to make the episode a little bit longer, is urban fantasy. That's my favorite. I do love some urban fantasy. Yeah. And I defined urban fantasy as that it does not require the creation of a new world, imaginary otherwise, but has the same fantastical elements in a modern setting or current world setting. And then, of course. So what are some of your favorite? Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. My favorite urban fantasy. Mm Mm-hmm. Patricia Briggs. Okay. I I haven't read any of her. 
So another thing that I and this is where it this is where it varies depending on the person. So for my personal opinion, urban fantasy, it has that setting, but the population or the world or like whatever it is is aware of whatever those supernatural or fantastical elements are. It's not hidden. So to me, like True Blood, that's urban fantasy because everybody knows that vampires exist, right? It's not oh. hidden. But that's my that's part of my personal definition. That's not necessarily everyone else's. So if we look at everyone else's where that's not part of it, another urban fantasy series that I like is Dorinda Jones, the Charlie Davison series. She's a gri- she's a private investigator and part-time grim reaper. That just cracks me up. Part-time grim reaper. Yeah. It's just I think that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's the it's so good. Interesting. I like I like the idea of uh, like part of the definition is that the it's not hidden. Like it's part of the world for them mm-hmm. to be in the world. Like the Guild Hunter series, right? Yeah, that's that's urban fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that okay, well, I haven't read a ton of urban fantasy, so I feel like I I shouldn't even like say what my favorite is. Because mm-hmm. the only two I could think of off the top of my head is Guild Hunter and Crescent City. Those are the only two I think. I'm I sure I've read, read others, but I can't remember. You can go ahead and say Guild Hunter series by Nailin Singh. I mean, it's you, very good. You won't hurt my it's feelings. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And the next book comes out when? Uh, April. Okay. I knew it was sooner... Because she, it's typically like the fall, so I'm really excited that it's this fall. Yeah, she pushed it back. I'm not quite sure. I don't remember what was said or why. Because it's normally in the fall, September to November. Yeah. So. Well, regardless, it's going to be a fun, fun spring reading year. Oh, Lots yeah. It's coming out this spring. And so we also decided that. we need to City. I know. Don't get me started on that. Because the third one doesn't drop till the end of January, right? Yeah, okay. I'm probably going to start. Did I tell you that Mike got me a hardback of Crescent City 1 so I can mm-hmm. like annotate Crescent City 1, my paperback? I'm so excited. I think I'm going to start that tonight. Oh, really? Tonight? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I want to like take my time and highlight and okay. notate and like all the things because I'm a nerd. <laughs> I I'm still deciding if I'm trying to reread all of her stuff or just Crescent City because I don't remember hardly anything. I guess between the two of us we should be able to wing it, yeah? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. So we decided that we are not going to build a romantic scale. We don't need it. We're still going to just yeah. keep the darkness, the spicy, and the stars. Because all any romanticy yeah. book has varying degrees of darkness. And so to recap, a romanticy novel is fantasy, but the romance is the main or equal to the fantasy elements. Something to that yeah. effect. I don't remember mm-hmm. what I said earlier. Dang it. Okay, and then our foundation of basing it on whether it's romanticy or fantasy is going to be Throne of Glass and Akatar by Sarah J. Moss. Yep, yep. I love it. 
Me too. I have this thing here at the bottom where I talk about characters effect on the world and world's effect on the character. It's an effect and an influence when it comes to fantasy. And I don't know. I feel like we should talk about that, but I don't know what it means because I took these notes like two weeks, like in December. Three days ago. Uh, I think it was like, just like. Kidding. Just giving you a hard time. Yes. I just December. It's January 3rd. And that was such a long time ago, okay? <laughs> I don't know. That just kind of, that just, just stuck out to me. Yeah, I mean, definitely in fantasy, you're definitely, uh, I mean, so often, you know, there's some type of war, you know. Epic the adventure. Main, mm-hmm, the main character is having to go through, like, not only a, in a lot of times realizing what's happening, in the world. Like Feyre didn't have any idea what was going on in Prithian. Mm-hmm. Poppy had no idea what was going on in like with the ascending and all of that. I know. Um, you know, so there's there's discovery along with character development and growth. Mm-hmm. But that's okay as long as the main focus is the romance. To be a romance. Oh yeah. I mean I mean, but here's the thing, like, I feel like in order to be a good book, period, you have to have some elements of that, not as grand as you have in fantasy, but like, you have to have, you know, a discovery, development, like mm-hmm. acceptance of who they are, you know, stepping into their power and all of that, in order for it to be a good book, in my opinion, which, which is why, like, not to harp on the same thing. What drove me crazy about the ritual is like every time she tried to step into her power and like mm-hmm. be okay with everything, they're like, nope, sit back down. You're a woman. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. So. Thanks for letting me add that in on the whim. Does it have to have magic for for it to be romanticy? Well, because I'm trying to think like what like what fantasy or romanticy series duet book doesn't have magic or and or beings in it like what can you think of any any not at the top of my head I couldn't remember a few days ago remember (laughs) well because I okay so I would say I would say it classifies as fancy because it's an imaginary world it's not a modern set world so anytime you create a new world that makes it fantasy okay I feel like you did not agree with that. Well, I'm just, I'm trying to decide if I agree with it. Because I'm sitting here like, oh, but like if a romance author just makes up a city. Okay, a city, like, but it's still modern setting, right? So let's say they make up a city outside of, okay. you know, what's a popular city? Denver. And they call it dry land. I don't fucking know. I can't think of anything. But it's still set in the modern world. They still have modern technology. They still have cars. They just decided to pick 100 acres outside of Denver because they're millionaires and they bought it and they created their own town. Like, that's that's not creating a new world. That is creating a city within a world that already exists. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so how does magic fall into this or, like, supernatural creatures? Yay or nay? So... I feel like in order for it to be classified as fantasy, like, 
You almost need the magic or the beings or the something. Well, if we're looking at the definition, it's a new world is being created, right? The new world doesn't necessarily have to have special supernatural or paranormal elements. But, like, hypothetically, if we take the Throne of Glass, because that's our foundation, that is fantasy because it's set in a new world. And yes, while there are powers and evil spirits or whatever, you wouldn't class if you took that out, you wouldn't classify as historical, right? It's a no. So I think it just depends on the storyline. It can have it, but it's not required. Okay. Okay. So like, if you remove the paranormal or like fey aspect of book of a book, and it still doesn't fit in like modern times then i guess it lands in fantasy yeah so like high the high mountain court if we took all the magic out (laughs) if we took all of that out it would still be considered a fantasy they you know yeah yeah so i think it just i think it can vary both both ways yeah i i i agree with that i was Arguing with you initially, but I feel like I feel like you're right in that you know you can classify it as fantasy because, like you said, it's it's something completely different, new, a world, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. All right. So, what is your definition of romanticy? And let us know your favorite titles, and maybe we will add it to this season's lineup. Thank you for joining us on the journey into the shadows of love, where dark romance stories come to light. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Bones of the Story as much as we did. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to us. And to stay updated on all things dark romance, follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, ideas, or even your own dark romance stories with us. Drop us a line at bonesofthestory at gmail.com. Remember, our next tantalizing episode is just around the corner, so keep your hearts open and your senses sharp. Until then, embrace the darkness and let the stories continue to stir your deepest desires. This is Misty and Jen signing signing off from from Bones Bones of the Story. Story.